If we're being fair, there are several questions pertaining to the election that need to be answered, and they haven't been so far. Now, of course, if you're just somebody who watches the mainstream media or you are a leftist journalist at one of these mainstream media organizations, you're probably saying, Tim, there are no questions. The election is over. Trump is crazy. Just stop. Trump needs to concede at this moment, and you should all submit to our lockdowns while we dance in the street. Okay, a little hyperbolic, but anyway, the point is, the mainstream media is not going to tell you what these questions are, but there are questions. First, was there voter fraud? We don't know definitively, because fraud, you have to prove intent. But was there evidence? Oh, is there evidence of voter fraud? The answer is yes, there is. And I'm very careful about what I say is fraud or not, because like I said, you've got to be able to prove intent. Well, Matthew Brainerd over at the Voter Integrity Fund, which I believe is pro-Trump, mind you, so take that, take, uh, take that into consideration. We do have evidence of people uh, flubbing their addresses in such a way to make it seem legitimate, which does show us evidence of fraud. In fact, if there are thousands, as he says, it would seem that Matt Brainerd, according to the Voter Integrity Fund, has evidence of widespread voter fraud. Okay, now hold on. We got to see the evidence. And more importantly, the next question is, did widespread voter fraud have such an impact that it flipped the results from Trump to Joe Biden? These are very serious hurdles to overcome. And you got to you got to bring out a lot of hard evidence. The challenge is that there's probably not enough time to do a legitimate investigation, which puts us puts us in a very serious uh, predicament. You know, I was watching uh, a conversation earlier. Alan Dershowitz, famed lawyer, said Donald Trump does, in fact, have a path to victory. Two of there's two legitimate paths. One and they're both long shots, mind you. But one would be this question of of, of legal observers or or, I'm sorry, uh, uh, vote observers. If they were disenfranchised, he said this is a good argument to go to the Supreme Court. But we we, you know, we'll see how that plays out, because it might not be enough to actually alter the results of the election, the amount of votes that we have. Maybe the courts won't agree. But the other is jamming up the certification process. So it's possible, but not likely at all, in which case it seems like Joe Biden's got this one in the bag. But there is a very serious question after all of this. If Matthew Brainerd and many others have uncovered evidence of widespread irregularities, evidence of fraud, affidavits, swearing fraud, and even evidence of widespread fraud, do we just ignore these things? At the end of this, it may result in Joe Biden being president. But I'll tell you this. At the very least, these questions need to be answered as we move forward. Because in the past, it was the left and the mainstream media screaming about potential voter fraud, arguing that voting machines may have been flipped and things like that. It's not helping Trump that he's got his lawyer, Sidney Powell, giving wild, making wild accusations about Trump's own supporters on TV to which now the mainstream media is, is claiming the Trump team is absolutely insane. And there are two views of this. From the uh, <laughs> Trump supporter side, 4D chess, Donald Trump is appearing weak when he is strong and strong when he is weak. The art of the art of war. I think it's fair to point out Trump probably is familiar with the art of war, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Donald Trump is playing 4D chess. I'll tell you, Trump's probably playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. That's one way to put it. But I'm not going to assume that these are all strategic moves. It's entirely possible they're just slipping on banana peels. The left views these claims as just absolutely absurd, ludicrous claims. And you know what? 
Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. But we do have some more evidence. So I've been tracking Matt Brainerd uh, over at the Voter Integrity Fund. Uh, he was brought to my attention by Jack Murphy. You may be familiar with, uh, with, with Jack. We have him on the IRL podcast periodically. But Matt's been doing deep data analysis. And they've been calling people by the thousands using call centers to determine whether or not they requested votes, whether or not they voted, whether or not their ballots were accepted. And they found widespread irregularity. And now they've made an announcement that there is evidence, uh, it would seem, in Georgia of widespread voter fraud. This is where things get spicy. Now, we're going to need to see the hard data and a sworn statement from Brainerd and the Voter, voter Integrity Fund for this to be solidified, but uh, as like legitimate evidence to be distributed to the public. For, for the time being, they are saying they've got it. So let's read into this, see what's going on, and I'll take you th- through some of the latest uh, uh, statements happening throughout this whole electoral process. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you would like to support my work. There are many ways you can give, but the best thing you can do is share this video. The mainstream media is not telling everybody about what's going on. They're saying there's no evidence. They're saying Trump is crazy. And they're even outright lying in some instances, claiming Trump dropped the lawsuit, but then a week later saying Trump had the, lo- the lawsuit uh, uh, you know, dropped by the judge. So which one is it? The media is not playing this fair, or at the very least, they're inept. I'm not perfect. I don't know everything, but I'm definitely fact-checking what they're saying and presenting information that many in the mainstream media are not going to bring you. I'm not saying all of it's true. Take it all with a grain of salt. But I do think this stuff is kind of important to go through. So if you think I do a good job, then please share this video, hit the like button, subscribe, notification bell. Let's read this first tweet from Matthew Brainerd. He says, update, Georgia, we have identified over a thousand early and absentee votes cast by individuals whose registered addresses are in fact at post offices, UPS and FedEx locations, willfully disguising the box numbers as apartment, unit, etc. He says with Georgia, with just a partial review of the state, we've also discovered a thousand votes cast by those registered in non-residential, purely commercial addresses also disguised with apartment, etc. This, this is serious. He's straight up saying in their deep dive analysis, these are fraudulent addresses. You, my understanding, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain you need a legitimate address to register to vote. You can't be at a commercial location and then just add the word apartment to make it seem like it's residential. Seems like you don't actually live there. In which case, who's, who's doing this and why? Look, if they say that there was a mail-in vote that no one requested but got sent in, and this happened in Wisconsin. This is crazy. People sent in absentee ballots but never requested them. How, how does that happen? I just happened to have gotten it and sent it in. They said there's evidence that some people requested an absentee ballot, Republicans, mind you, filled it out, sent it in, and it was never recorded as being received. That is just irregularity, not even impropriety. These are just errors. But it does show, based on the numbers presented by Matt Brainerd, widespread irregularity. This, however, if what he's saying is true, and I'd like to see him present this in full, sign a sworn sworn statement, get get it to Trump's lawyers, he is outright saying, and I have no reason to think he's lying, but I want to see evidence, mind you. He's he's saying people were using false addresses. I'm sorry. The only conclusion there is widespread voter fraud. But again, this is very narrow uh, uh, positioning that's going on in the mainstream right now. Either you agree with Trump or you don't. Well, Trump's statement is that due to widespread voter fraud, he lost the race. 
I'm not saying that. I'm saying Matt Brenner of the Voter Integrity Fund is saying they now have this evidence. He didn't even say widespread voter fraud. That's my opinion, I suppose. But come on. If you're telling me you've got over a thousand people using bunk addresses, it sounds like you're saying widespread fraud. He also has this from Wisconsin. He says, update. In Wisconsin, one type of absentee ballot does not require ID. Indefinitely confined. COVID does not create the status. Below are the absentee ballots this election and the year the voter initially claimed the status, which is indefinite. This is not so much evidence of widespread fraud. I would say this is not at all evidence of widespread fraud, but it does raise questions. So when you have numerous mathematical anomalies, when you have a call center tracking these, or I should say uh, uh, this organization tracking all these different numbers, sounds like our election has very serious problems that need to be contended with. Year of initial request and the number of voters. So these are indefinitely confined voters, people who can't leave. So you don't need their ID. In 2010, there was 1,216. 2011, off year, 881. 2012, it was about 3,300. In 2014, a little bit lower, 3,100. In 2016, it was 9,000. In 2018, it was 14,178. And in 2020, it was 169,282. Wait, 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 wait. 1,600, uh, 169,282 individuals indefinitely confined? That doesn't sound right, does it? Maybe. He's saying COVID doesn't create this status. I think they actually created an argument where you could claim you were indefinitely confined. And I got to be honest, it is very difficult to go to the DMV, get your ID updated when, when the DMV is not even open. So maybe there's a legitimate uh, claim as to why the numbers are, are, are way higher now. In fact, maybe there are people with comorbidities and their comorbidity is actually what qualifies them for indefinite confinement. That's why I'm saying this one I don't believe is to be widespread, uh, evidence of widespread voter fraud, especially considering the pandemic. But I do think these things add to the, cl- to the statements he made earlier. Now, of course, Matt Brainerd has also pointed out previously he's made only a few posts but going back several days, he talks about people. Who, let, let, let me read this tweet for you. Residency analysis of absentee and early voters. These are two indicators of someone no longer eligible to vote due to residency. He says NCOA equals voters who filed change of address to another state. SVR means subsequent voter registration in another state. Merged means deduped. I don't know that I don't I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely familiar with what that means, but he says in this, you, you have this chart here, state, change of address, subsequent voter registration in another state. So you have thousands and thousands of people, but let's, let's, let's read what he says. The SVR component was greatly hampered by the lack of reliable date of birth. Double ABS early voter analysis. Voters who cast early absentee in two plus states and not including anyone who voted in person on election day as the data is not widely available. If it were, these numbers would be much higher. Double absentee and electoral vote counts. This is the number. So in Arizona is 157, Georgia is 395. These aren't necessarily enough to change the outcome of these. Well, they're literally not enough to change the outcome of the election. In which case, that's the, that, that's why I ask multiple questions in the beginning. This does seem to be potential evidence of fraud. In fact, widespread. You've got thousands here that he's listing across these states. 
but it didn't change the results. There's always going to be some margin of error. There's always going to be people who are really dumb and maybe unintentionally vote twice somehow. Maybe they didn't realize. Maybe they were living somewhere, you know, and then got an early absentee vote, but then later on election day or something voted. There's, 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 there's potential reasons why people are really, really dumb. But uh, in this instance, I'm not going to, in- to assume ignorance. I'm going to say probably many of these things, malice, a lot of individuals doing it on purpose to cheat, but not enough to change the results. And therein lies the bigger question about, will this ultimately result in a Donald Trump victory? I'm not entirely convinced. I'm, I'm really not. And I've said it over and over again. It really does feel like my, you know, I'll put it this way. My head is saying Joe Biden's got it. I know there's, there's a lot of resistance type Democrats and leftists who for some reason, well, the leftists, I don't get why they're all about Joe Biden. That's the weird thing. The resistance, resistance Democrat trolls, of course, are, are dancing around cheering for the, the, the warmonger. I just don't understand why they're celebrating Biden. The progressives certainly aren't for the most part, but some of them are. It's kind of weird. Anyway. My head says Joe Biden's got this. The left doesn't want me to even talk about it. They're saying, no, Tim, shut up. It's over. It's been over. And I'll tell you this. If in the end of all of this, Joe Biden wins, they're going to say, you lied. You were wasting time. Absolutely not. These questions still need to be answered. Why do we have this? Are these people going to be prosecuted? Matt Brainerd says, in order to double check all numbers, carefully analyze results and be well rested, my final report and conclusion video will will be released on Monday. Thanks for your patience. He says, at this stage, I'm giving the raw numbers in the concluding analysis. I will account for these. What he's presented from his voter integrity fund has range, has, has been uh, from a, a wide range of some things being like, whoa, that's scary, too. That's kind of messed up. These questions need to be answered, plain and simple. But I'll tell you, Trump's not endearing himself to the public, and I'm not entirely convinced that they have the goods to legitimately argue widespread fraud. Now, first and foremost, they should be using what Matt Brainerd has to offer. But the problem is we don't have enough time. And this is actually a problem of the Constitution, to be completely honest. There's a deadline. Trump's got like a month after the election to actually investigate and find all this evidence. And the FBI's not doing it. They're basically ignoring all of it. But it's not just that. When you are dealing with an election, you're dealing with thousands upon thousands of questionable votes. Are you going to launch an investigation for every single vote? You'd probably have to. There's no way we could do it. And then you've got until December 8th for the hard finalization of vote certifications. And if Trump doesn't have it by then, it's done. They did it. They certify. It's over. There's not going to be a a court proceeding. I mean, there could be the courts could do something, but it's just at that point, it's done. And therein lies the big challenge from Newsweek. Trump's lawyer, Sidney Powell, says Georgia election lawsuit will be biblical, suggests GOP governor helped Biden. That's a bold claim, man. A very bold claim. Is she going to be able to get evidence of this? Probably not. But they don't need it. Trump is going to win. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trump is going for the win. That's what I'm saying. He's going for the win. He's not going for moral superiority or moral clarity. Donald Trump wants to be president. He does not want to back down and he will win by any means necessary. On the right, they say, Tim, if Trump is defending himself from a coup, doesn't it make him the one protecting this country? Of course. And the left is saying Donald Trump is staging the coup. So he's the bad guy. If she absolutely So pick your tribe, I guess. We are well past the point where anybody cares about what is true. Well, at least we do. I would not be happy to see a Donald Trump victory if he presented no evidence. However, at this point, 
seeing the mainstream media has outright ignored so much of this or lied about it. I'm leaning more towards Trump on this one. It's a scary thought because what happens if Trump does overturn this? What happens when the media declares Joe Biden wins and then we deal with a month of Joe Biden's the president, but then something happens on the 14th of December, Trump is certified by the House of Representatives, House of Representative delegates in a contingent election. And then the news doesn't report it. And they say that's not legitimate. No, Trump didn't win. He's cheating. But if the Supreme Court says it's so, then what do we do? Do we end up with two presidents? As much as I want to believe in Sidney Powell, I got to tell you, some of the things she's saying outright crazy. No joke. Accusing the GOP of being on this big conspiracy with this voting machine from other countries. Look, man, all this stuff is possible. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like people don't commit crimes. You've got rich people. Rich people can commit crimes and they can cover them up. But we're talking about Republicans being in on it. Trump's own supporters like high rank. Maybe they never were Trump supporters. I'll wait until Sidney Powell presents us with hard, legitimate evidence. Until then, it kind of sounds like she's just getting her news off the Internet. I mean, like from Twitter accounts and stuff like that. But let me tell you something weird. Why Biden is crowdfunding his White House transition. Wait, what? (laughs) The Trump administration is holding up federal transition funding. Biden has reportedly already raised $10 million. What? Office of the president elect. Any constitutional lawyer worth their weight will tell you Joe Biden is not the president elect. Perhaps he will be with great certainty and very high probability. I've been saying it over and over again, but you can't just discount Trump's challenges to the system. Of course, you turn on Fox News and they're saying Trump will never pull it off. Maybe he won't. You turn on Newsmax and Sidney Powell is saying George, uh, you know, Governor Kemp is in on it. And 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 he's he's uh, taking kickbacks from Dominion and all this stuff. I don't know, man. I can only tell you this. We've got a constitutional process. We are going through the motions on the 14th of December. We will get our electoral votes and then we will have a constitutionally approved president elect. Isn't it weird, though, that Joe Biden is raising money through donations because he's not the president elect? You see how this works? He's just declared himself to be the media said it. So he rolled with it. Didn't he say during the debates we should wait till certification? He was saying that because he didn't think he was going to win. That's funny. Which also flies in the face of the idea of widespread voter fraud, to be completely honest. Hillary Clinton said Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances. They thought they were going to lose. All right. Well, he ended up getting, the, getting a lot of votes. So now we'll go through the process and see what happens. But let me ask you a question. What happens if Donald Trump does end up winning and Joe Biden falsely calling himself president-elect raised millions of dollars? My friends, is that not fraud? Is that fraud? Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to pretend to know. But uh, he has to know he's not the president elect, right? He's raising money for his transition before the constitutional certification. That sounds like Joe Biden is deceiving people in order to get money from them. Even if he ends up getting uh, uh, voted in by the, the Electoral College, him raising money for a transition before he was even voted for, that's suspect. And if he ends up not getting it, then what happens to all of these people's money? 
I can't believe people are donating to this guy. That is crazy. They say ordinarily a presidential transition would be largely taxpayer funded, but that money cannot be released until the head of the General Services Administration, Emily Murphy, officially ascertains that Biden won the election. But he didn't. (laughs) Despite the election having been called for Biden by all major media outlets. So what? Media outlets are private entities with no constitutional authority. And despite the fact that key states have begun to certify his wins, Murphy has refused to do so. And she shouldn't. We're going to wait until the 14th because Trump has said I won't concede. It's so crazy that they just expect us to go along with this weird game. The media says it so it's true. And that's why, look, it does not feel likely in any capacity that Donald Trump wins. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. OK, these, these, these accusations from Sidney Powell about widespread conspiracies and Dominion voting stuff is out there. I'm not saying she's nuts. It's, with, it's all within the realm of possibility. But it is such a far leap from where we are. You've got to connect the dots to get there. That means you need a lot. Of, a lot you, got, you got to show us all the dots in court. OK, all that evidence. Perhaps she has it. I'm not going to hold my breath. Now, the voter integrity fund stuff that that stuff needs to be presented to a court. 100 percent. Sign off on those things. Get it to the Trump camp and get those things brought up in court. Maybe that's what she may be talking about in some capacity. But when she alleges this conspiracy and says that, you know, the top level Republicans in Georgia are in on it. I'm just like, dude, they're 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 calling for recounts. But maybe she's right because they're not doing hard vote, you know, verification, like a hard audit of signatures. Now they're going to do it, but they've already certified. So maybe they really are just pretending to be Trump supporters. I don't know. I don't know, man. I've actually had a surprising amount of people who are Trump supporters say it's over. No joke. Hitting me up being like, dude, it's just got to stop. Trump's got to stop. And I'm like, these are some like staunch Trump supporters telling me this, saying that the damage to the system is is worse than a Biden presidency. But there are many other Trump supporters that are saying Trump is, st- is the only thing standing between us and oblivion. I'm not telling you what to believe. Uh, that's not never my intent. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing from people. And I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I think there was probably fraud. I, I, I think so. I think we've seen enough that the likelihood has become, you know, Occam's razor would suggest if you've got dozens of sworn affidavits, you've got mathematical anomalies and you've got these addresses from, you know, the Voter Integrity Fund is bringing up. Well, then the simple solution is there's probably some fraud somewhere. I mean, within this, come on, it's not all just one big accident. That would be astronomical. But it doesn't mean that Trump lost due to widespread voter fraud. More importantly, it does mean we better investigate. We have to, no matter what happens. If Donald Trump ends up winning, I don't care. He better call for a hard investigation to figure out what all this is, because then he needs to prove it to the American people if he does win. If he loses, Joe Biden needs to do this to prove he won as well. Democrats should be clapping and cheering for hard audits to say you lose. Like I said, Hillary Clinton said Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances. Joe Biden does not seem prepared for a victory. It sounds like they weren't sure, in which case it lends itself to the idea that they didn't plan some grandiose, wide scale centralized cheating. Somebody, maybe, I don't know, fine, whatever. But you know what is weird? That they're refusing these things, rejecting these things, blocking the hard audits. In Wisconsin, they're making it ridiculously hard during the recount for Trump's observers to actually observe. They're making him sit like 10 feet away and they can't see the names. Just trust them when they said it's for Biden. Hold it up and show us. Can't see it. Too bad. That's nuts. Let him do it. 
You got a month. Okay, we've got about three weeks, a little bit more than three weeks. How about you sit back, you let them go through the process, and then once all is said and done, Joe Biden come out and say, listen, we did the audits, we did the signature verification, we let the observers in, and the tallies were the same. Here's the problem. The more the Democrats reject and resist, the more they're actually giving Trump some kind of justification for blocking certification. The fact that Democrats are resisting an audit. Think about what happened in Wayne County, Michigan. You, you, you probably heard about this a couple days ago. The, the Wayne County canvassing board said we're not going to certify. Two Republicans said no. Two Democrats said yes. The Democrats said we will give you an audit if you certify. And then as soon as they did, they went no audit, baby. Why did they lie? And, and, and backtrack on whether or not there would be an audit of the votes. That is weird. When they were like, we're going to certify and you can have your audit. I was like, wow, sounds like there's no fraud. Sounds like it's legit and Trump's going to lose. Then they were like, no, no, we're not going to audit. And I'm like, okay, now it sounds like they're covering their tracks. Here's a big problem. What happens? I mean, uh, if there was widespread fraud and then over these past several weeks, they've just cleaned it up. They've cleaned up the ballots. They've they've, you know, fixed them, changed them. And the audits aren't going to discover anything. Maybe. But there are a few things that need to be answered. Many of these 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 accusations, there was one instance where an individual was charged with 134 counts, one of one of which involved, I guess, getting uh, um, like hospital patients, like special needs individuals, getting them to vote. So just like having them sign it. But you basically vote for them because they have no idea what's going on. That person's been been arrested, I believe, I believe, been arrested, 134 counts. So it certainly happens. If we as a nation say we don't care about widespread impropriety, irregularity, or voter fraud, not that it changed the results, then you're incentivizing people to do it in the future. Which brings me to my last point on all of this, the PA lawsuit. You may have heard it got thrown out. Donald Trump's lawsuit got thrown out by a federal judge saying it's ludicrous, you know, unhinged. You can't expect me to to disenfranchise everyone in Pennsylvania. This lawsuit may find its way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court may agree. I'm not entirely convinced that they will. But if they do, we could end up in a confusing place, an absolutely confusing place. The most important thing, though, and the main point is that by rejecting this, the federal judge has basically said If you, in the wee hours of the morning, kick out all of the observers, you will not be challenged. So think about what that means. Maybe there was no widespread fraud, but the judge has just confirmed, if you do engage in this, you're good. We will not in any way challenge any of these ballots. There's no way to investigate. There's no way to get them verified. They're all mixed in. The secrecy envelopes are gone. Doesn't matter. The judge said, so what? Rudy Giuliani said these votes could be for Mickey Mouse. Too bad. Really? Okay. So what do you think is going to happen next time around when a big old truck pulls in in southern Illinois with hundreds of thousands of votes for the Republican? And for some reason, Illinois turns blue. I mean, sorry, turns red because Illinois is blue. What are they going to say? There's voter. No, no. The, the courts already ruled that you you have no right to observe. To trust us. Is that the game they're going to play? The left cried and screamed about voter fraud and election hacking up until Trump claimed it. Then they were like, no, 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 we change our mind. All right, sure. 
I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope this evidence from the voter integrity fund gets gets a um, a hard review. I hope Matthew testifies under oath in in one of these hearings, saying this happened. Here's what we found. Otherwise, look, it's entirely possible Trump is just trying to jam the system and win with a contingent election with no merit, and he might pull it off. I would not be. If, I am not happy if that's the case. I'm willing to wait to see if there's evidence, and if there's none, I will absolutely reject Donald Trump winning. If he literally had no evidence, the only problem we do have some and the media is lying about it and ignoring it. So that means I'm leaning towards Trump is probably right about something here, but I don't know for sure. And I do think Joe Biden is probably going to end up taking the White House, but I can't see the future as 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 evidenced by my past failed predictions, which which happens. So I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Timcast News. It is a different channel. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all then. What does it mean? To make a prediction. Well, you could call out lottery numbers and say, I know for a fact what the lottery numbers are going to be. Or you can go to the casino and be like, I know it's going to land on this number for roulette. Yeah, those aren't likely going to happen. But when it comes to making educated guesses, typically political commentators, myself and many leftists will use the available information and say, because of this, here's what we think will happen. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that the missing context is, at least for me, I assume that people understand we're looking at a bunch of variables in front of us that if I make a prediction six months or early, I'll say, here's what I think is going to happen. I assume that people understand that things are going to change. And I often say this, but of course, there are people who just want to smear and they'll take things out of context and they'll take clips of me saying things and ignore all the other things I've said. Like when I've said over and over again that, hey, man, Biden really could win. He really could. Trump only won by like 88,000 votes through these key states. That being said, I am proud to say I absolutely predicted this part. And I have to say for Trump supporters, if my predictions end up being true, you'll be very happy. And for the left, if they're true, you will be very, very sad. But guess what? If my predictions are wrong, then the left is going to claim that I was like calling lottery numbers. No. What I'm saying is this. Early on, I said my current thoughts. The media is going to call it for Biden. Trump will file legal suits and win. And then for the next four years, the left will scream Trump stole the election. We are watching the slow motion meltdown of leftists and media personalities so far. Does that mean that Donald Trump is going to win? No. I've said over and over again, I think we are on track for Joe Biden to be inaugurated. But Donald Trump isn't giving up. And the crazy thing is, although he faces setbacks periodically, and it doesn't look good for him in every in every uh, legal battle. There are certain things happening that make me say, uh, what? Case in point, Michigan refusing to certify the votes. I was about to make a joke. So, so we're doing the IRL podcast. We got Michael Malice. Very, 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 very cool dude. You check him out. And he walks in and I'm like, I got a joke for you. And I was going to make a joke about Trump's failing legal claim. And then all of a sudden I see Michigan, Wayne County refuses to certify. And I was like, what? <laughs> so it's things like that. Look, I base my uh, um, predictions off of the currently available information, knowing that there's a million variable variables in front of me as to what may or may not happen. But one thing I thought was very likely was that that they would call it for Biden. Trump would slowly start winning uh, legal challenges. I said lawsuits. So I should probably clarify. 
Trump is still on track. He's going to the Supreme Court, my understanding is. I kind of think he's not going to go anywhere with it at this point. But this was, you know, November 4th, I was talking about Trump's legal challenges, his legal claims, and we'll see what happens. Now it's kind of looking like that's not really going to play out. But it's starting to look like in Wisconsin, you've got recount issues. Trump has filed for another recount in Georgia, and they've approved it, even though they've already certified the results. You So uh, you got Michigan where the Republicans are calling for delay in certification. That is what Trump needs for a contingent election victory. In Pennsylvania, however, Trump got blown out by the judge who was really not having any of Trump's campaign lawsuits, saying you presented no evidence and specious legal claims and basically get, get out of my court. Well, the Trump campaign's response was good. Thank you for expediting the process so we can go to the Supreme Court, where, of course, Trump has three of his own appointees on the court. I don't know if these people are going to play politics, Amy Cody Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, or, you know, Clarence Thomas, or whoever might want to help Donald Trump win. But the Trump campaign seems to think that's their path. I'm not so convinced. I think Trump's going for a contingent election victory right now. But anyway, more to the point. I pred- when I'm talking about predictions, it's because I want to show you this. A tweet from Cenk Uger of the Young Turks in all caps. He said, Donald Trump is in the middle of trying to steal this election. He very, very clearly lost. He is asking state legislators to not award the electors of their states to the person who won. This is a political coup. This is what dictators do. This is happening right now in America. All caps. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I predicted this. I'm pretty sure I was actually talking about this recently on the IRL podcast when I said that you remember that night, election night from 2016, where Jenk Uger is like, Oh no, we lost this state, but we can still win if we get these states. No, Pennsylvania. And then finally, he's like, we can still win if we get Wisconsin. God, God, that's yelling. He is the epitome of the 2016 meltdown. I'm not trying to be mean to Jenk, but that, that video has gone viral where, you know, conservatives are showing this. That's why I, I, my, what I'll say to Jenk is, you know, I think he's been disrespectful to me. I think the Young Turks have been. And I've, I've mostly said neutral to nice things about them, which is unfortunate. But, uh, my, my only thing is, I'm not trying to come down on the guy. I just think Jenk needs to chill out a little bit. This is exactly what I thought was going to happen. It doesn't mean that Trump is going to win. Okay. What it means is early on. I mean, I, I think I said this like two days ago. First, they la- first they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then you win. That's like the old saying or one of them. I said that we were going to start seeing a slow motion meltdown like like 2016, where we had the one day where they were all sure they were going to win. And then slowly but surely, Trump started pulling, you know, pulling out, uh, winning these states. And then all of a sudden, we started seeing more and more leftists slowly melt down throughout the night. Now, I said, I think we might end up seeing a slow motion meltdown over a month. I think I said it like several times, to be completely honest. And it's starting. It's starting here with Jen Kuger. And not just him. There are many people who are now tweeting, this is a coup. Trump's trying to steal the election. Ah, But, you know, Jenk being like the dude from 2016, I thought it'd be important to highlight his tweet. Trump is jamming up the system. Now, you can say it's what dictators do. Um, I would actually say, look, I'll, I'll throw it to uh, the redheaded uh, libertarian Josie down here. She says, LOL, you think dictators ask permission to steal elections? Well, I'm going to take that the middle ground on this one. Uh, yeah, sometimes they use the legal process to gain power. Dictators don't just walk in with a bunch of armed troops and just like seize a building. They need to win hearts and minds. So while I certainly don't think Trump using the constitutional process to file legal challenges is him being a dictator, 
I will say I personally will be absolutely unhappy, nay angry, if Trump pulls off a a, a um, legal contingent election victory with no evidence of legitimate fraud. So what I mean by this, if Donald Trump does go to the Supreme Court and all of this talk of bombshells and dominion turns out to be true, I'm going to be extremely happy. So if you're a Trump supporter and you think all that stuff's true, well, then great. If they come out and they say, here's the proof, and I've seen weird things, but we, we need we need the, the, you know, the hard evidence, we need testimonies, we need things like that. If they can prove all that, I mean, that's going to be one of the greatest things for this country. Weeding out mass corruption in our political system would be fantastic. But think about what, what it would mean if Trump doesn't win, he gets thrown, everything thrown out of court, and then he says, we have the proof, they're stealing it, they're stealing it, and people still come out and Trump tries to win through jamming certifications. So in Michigan and Wisconsin, for instance, where there's, and now Georgia, yikes, and Arizona, got four states that are, that are up in the air. What happens if we're never presented evidence, but due to Trump's legal challenges and the GOP's legal challenges, they just stop certification? That is the worst. It's, it's the worst of the worst. I won't accept it. I would not. I will. I will. Look, I voted for Trump. OK, I think the Democrats are doing dangerous things. But if he's going to win through a contingent election, we better see proof because that is scary stuff. It's the kind of stuff that can lead to civil war. I know a lot of people are probably saying, oh, no, Tim, not civil war. Dude, come on. At this point, are you seriously to all those people who are like, it's never going to happen? Are you seriously still in that frame of mind that Trump, they say, lost the election, the Electoral College and the popular vote by huge percentage points, by millions of votes. But Trump does have a path to victory. Maybe it's slim. And I, I, I do think Joe Biden is, is, is on, that, on that track. But I don't know, man. I don't underestimate either of them. I won't. You know, the left likes to claim that I underestimated Joe Biden. Yeah, probably, probably to a, to a, to a certain degree, but probably as much as many leftists did, like Jenk Uger, for instance, who said the dude had dementia. I mean, I think we were all going pretty hard on Joe Biden in a lot of ways, but I think it's also fair to point out that I and many other leftists also said, you know, Joe Biden does have something that can help him win. I looked to certain personalities and I saw, I heard what they were saying. And I said, that's, that's actually a good point. Donald Trump won by only about 88,000 votes throughout three states. So there is a strong possibility. And I said to Trump supporters, don't underestimate your opponent because then you will lose. And I said it over and over and over again. I can't tell the future. I can make some predictions. I actually, as much as the left doesn't want to admit it, have a light tendency to be correct. And, I, and, and, and I'm not saying that I'm right all the time. No, I'm saying I'm right just enough to sometimes be like, hey, I called that one. Let me show you where, where, where we're at right now. Check this out. Is crazy. Trump campaign requests Georgia recount that's unlikely to change his loss in the state. And apparently it's going to happen. Georgia will conduct another recount of its presidential ballots following a Trump campaign request Saturday. But the recount is extremely unlikely to change his loss in the state. Because the margin is still less than 0.5%, the president can request a recount after certification of the results. The recount will be conducted by rescanning all paper ballots. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger had said in a statement on Friday after a state audit of the presidential results had been completed, President-elect Joe Biden, who was declared the winner Friday, declared by who? Listen, the media, I'll give this to Jen Huger. I'll give this to him, okay? He is well ahead of the media on this. And for that, my respect. I think he's a little over the top with the all caps, you know, I is a coup. But I'm telling you, man, 
Jenk is pointing out that Trump is moving forward. He is not being. Listen, all these leftists are like, Trump is losing. He's so dumb. His lawsuits are getting thrown out. His lawsuit has to go to the Supreme Court. That's their play. They don't need it to go to a federal judge. They need to go to the federal judges, Supreme Court, where in case you've forgotten, he's appointed three of the Supreme Court justices. And based on the new SCOTUS assignment, Amy Coney Barrett oversees Wisconsin. Brett Kavanaugh oversees Michigan. Alito oversees Pennsylvania. And Clarence Thomas, uh, Thomas oversees Georgia. Trump it has not lost. And it's hard to know. Look, let, let, let me do this. Trump campaign thanks Obama appointed judge who rejected their bid to overturn Pennsylvania's result, called Rudy unhinged and compared their lawsuit to Frankenstein's monster because he helped get their case to the Supreme Court. Maybe one big con. Entirely possible. I wouldn't put it past Trump. Trump's a savvy businessman. He knows how to make money. They're fundraising off all this. Perhaps. Yeah. I'm not going to be a MAGA flag, you know, waving guy with a Trump hat on or anything like that. If Trump is pulling a fast one on his supporters, well, you know what? I could believe it. But I could also believe that they want to go to the Supreme Court. Now, maybe this is some kind of PR play because it's very much a, a propaganda war right now where they're like, we didn't lose. We wanted to lose. Eh, listen, if the federal judge sided with Trump, they'd be cheering and celebrating a victory. The fact that it's moving up to the Supreme Court, it's kind of a nothing. It's a nothing. Like nothing has happened. Okay. The left is going to come out and say, like, Trump got roasted. Trump loses. But the legal fight hasn't stopped. They're literally going to do another recount in Georgia. Trump is jamming up the certification process, in my opinion. This is what I think is happening in order to get a contingent election victory. You may remember back in July, I covered this. I said this was going to happen. So here's what I said about Jenk Uger. I said, I predicted this, not the coup thing, the Jenk Uger meltdown thing. I said, we're going to start seeing a slow motion leftist meltdown. But again, just because we're at this point where Jenk is you know, posting all caps doesn't mean Trump is going to win. Let me make that clear. It could turn around. But I thought we would start to see the slow motion meltdown. And it is coming. It absolutely is. But I also did predict the coup thing. Not that I think it's necessarily a coup that Trump is using the legal process for the most part, but in July, this was this was written. This whole thing was written by uh, MSNBC's co-founder that Trump could pull this off even if he loses. And I I actually said it seemed like resistance absurdity. And I mocked the idea. These people are crazy. But here we are. Here we absolutely are. And then over the past uh, month or so, I said Trump could try and go for a lawfare victory. And what did they say? Tim's a grifter. He keeps saying Trump can still win. Trump can still win. Uh. Well, I said it before Jenk Uger did, and now he's saying it. So at what point are we going to keep inching forward where more and more people start to realize, wait a minute, Trump actually winning. Check this out from the Hill. They say Trump plows ahead with efforts to overturn the election. Oh, they're not saying Trump is being knocked back. They're not saying Trump is, is being obliterated, destroyed or losing. They're saying he's plowing ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about a Donald Trump victory that involves no evidence. And I'll tell you why. This is a story from Reuters. Why Republican voters say there's no way in hell Trump lost. And there's a quote. If President Trump comes out and says, guys, I have irrefutable proof of fraud, the courts won't listen. And I'm now calling on Americans to take up arms. We would go, said Fryer wearing a button down shirt, press slacks and a paisley tie during a recent interview at his office. That's a scary statement. That is very scary. You know what the problem is? 
Reuters just put out fake news the other day, and I called them out for it. Washington Post, political, and I'm talking about the fakest of fake news. Listen, Trump likes to say enemy of the people and the fake news and all that stuff. And usually my response to that is yes, but that they use framing devices. The, the easiest way to understand framing devices is the dihydrogen monoxide hoax. You maybe if you're familiar with my content, you know, but for those that aren't, basically you ask someone if we should ban dihydrogen monoxide. It's a dangerous chemical. If you inhale a little bit, you can die. And, you know, it's used for cleaning car batteries and, and vehicles and stuff like that. And there and, and, and it's actually in our food. And then people get scared when they hear it. But in, in reality, dihydrogen monoxide just means water. That's that's a framing device. So the media will take something that's a morsel of truth and then twist it to make it fake. Case in point, Donald Trump throwing all the koi, the food into the koi pond. If you've seen the video, this was years ago. So he's got all this food in a little dish. The camera zooms in and he just dumps it all in the water and everyone made fun of him. But they zoomed in literal framing. So you didn't know that Trump was just following Shinzo Abe of Japan. So he was with, the, I think Shinzo is the president, maybe prime minister, I don't know. But uh, Shinzo throws the food and then Trump goes, okay, and then throws his in as well. They framed it so you wouldn't notice that. But what we're seeing now from Reuters, Washington Post, Politico is literal lies. They claimed that Donald Trump dropped his suit over 700,000 or so ballots because there were no observers. That never happened. All of these outlets were saying it. And you could look at the document and see they were arguing. Not only that, you could listen to the audio from the court case where Giuliani was saying, this is a problem. This is what one of the things we're challenging. The judge was like, what do you want me to do? Throw out all the votes? That's crazy. But the media was lying about it. Why? <laughs> maybe they've become so inept that they're just failing. Or maybe they're trying to demoralize Trump's base by having them believe Trump isn't really on their side, that Trump doesn't want their, that Trump is just manipulating them or stealing money from them, and that he's actually given up. But it wasn't true. And that was really creepy and really scary. So now when I see this story where someone says, if President Trump comes out and says, I have irref irrefutable proof, take up arms, they would do it. That's scary. You know why? I'm not blaming this dude for saying, I don't trust the media. He's saying, I trust Trump. And I get it because Trump is the most lied about president in history. And that's not a quote from me. I think that's from Matt Taibbi. The most, the, the, what do you say? The, the, the most who's lied and the most lied about. Trump does lie all the time. Or I should say, the difficulty here with, with Trump giving out false information is that lie implies intent. I can say Trump is wrong a lot, but there are instances where it's really obvious Trump's lying, but he lies about dumb things, you know, like, Everybody loves me. Everybody agrees with me. And it's things like that. Like I was at a club once and people were like, Trump, you're the greatest. It's like stuff like that. But then there's other times where he like just blurts out the truth. We got our troops withdrawn from Syria. We still got the, we, we still got a few hundred guarding the oil. And it's like, <laughs> okay. He just blurts it out. But he's the most lied about. And so you've got a lot of people who don't trust the media and a lot of people who just trust Trump. And so now what's happening is you're going to have two factions. Trump could come out right now and say, the media is lying to you. And they're going to be like, we know. We've seen it. Think about how crazy it is that the media said Trump dropped the lawsuit. And you could be like, OK, let me pull up the lawsuit. Wait a minute. It's still there. They were hoping that these people would not read the actual complaint filing. But Giuliani said, read this paragraph. And I said, OK. And I read it. And I was like, there it is. Then I listened to the audio. And Giuliani argued with the judge about what they were claiming in the house. How did how did the Washington Post, Politico, Reuters, even Daily Mail, who's not the most, you know, the best bastion of journalism, but all of these outlets were just wrong. That can't be a coincidence, can it? They all just simultaneously got it wrong. None of these outlets, not a single one, 
read the actual complaint filing. I did. I heard it and I said, let me read it. And I did. And I was like, there it is. So come on, man. Therein lies the, the big problem here. The Trump campaign, it says they're happy about losing in Pennsylvania. And I'll tell you what you're going to hear. The left is going to say Trump got obliterated. The right is going to say, you know, the, 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 the judge helped Trump. Now he's going to move to the Supreme Court. Trump's laughing. And you're going to see from the hardcore Trump supporters, they're going to be posting saying, aha, this Obama judge just threw it out. Now Trump gets to go to the Supreme Court where his real plan is going to come into fruition. Maybe I'm not telling you which one to believe. It's true. Trump got blown out. I mean, this judge was going nuts and the judge is a Republican. Maybe he's a rhino. I don't know. We call him whatever you want. But the judge was like, what are these claims you're making? This is ridiculous. But it's true. He was an Obama appointed judge to the same. They say this is what the, 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 the Trump campaign statement. Today's decision turns out to help us in our strategy to get expeditiously to the U.S. Supreme Court. Although we fully disagree with this opinion, we're thankful to the Obama appointed judge for making this anticipated decision quickly rather than simply trying to run out the clock. We will be seeking an expedited appeal to the Third Circuit. There is so much evidence that in Pennsylvania, Democrats eliminated our opportunity to present 50 witnesses and other evidence that election officials blatantly ignored Pennsylvania's law uh, denying independent review. This resulted in 682,777 ballots being cast illegally, wittingly or unwittingly. This is just an extension of the big tech, big media, corrupt Democrat censorship of damning facts the American people needs to know. There it is. Still making that same claim. But why did the media lie about that? That's the creepiest thing. The creepiest thing of all, out of all of it. We're disappointed we did not at least get the opportunity to present our evidence at a hearing. Unfortunately, the censorship continues. We hope the Third Circuit will be as gracious as Judge Brand in deciding our appeal one way or the other as expeditiously as possible. This is another case that appears to be moving quickly to the U.S. Supreme Court. Rudy Giuliani. Perhaps Rudy Giuliani is an old crackpot. He is well past his prime and he has lost the sharp wit that allowed him to succeed in the past. Or maybe he is a, an artisanal master of his craft who has sharpened his blade over decades and a storied career. <laughs> Depends on which tribe you're in, I guess. On the left, he's a melt, melting, he's, he's a crackpot unhinged and it's melting down. And apparently the judge said that. On the right, Rudy Giuliani is one of the best of the best who took down the mafia in New York City. I'll tell you this. Giuliani is one of the best of the best who took down the mafia in New York City. That's a fact. I don't know uh, if he still got it, what his play is, what his plan is. But to come out and call him unhinged and to mock his appearance and things like that, you're not winning an argument. So I tweeted something out the other day from, uh, from Sun Tzu. The most dangerous thing you can do is underestimate your opponent. And I'll tell you this. I'm not entirely convinced Trump supporters underestimated Joe Biden to their own detriment. But I do think they did underestimate Joe Biden a bit. Absolutely. And I had been warning over and over and over again. But the, the hardcore Trump supporters had been saying not to do not underestimate your opponents. They were worried about fraud. And so they're in the battle that many of them expected, you know, they expected to be in. But as for Trump right now, the media is underestimating Trump. And so I will leave with this. I do not agree with Jenk Uger on many issues, but I will give him my utmost respect in that he is absolutely not underestimating Donald Trump. And I think the Trump supporters recognize that as well. A lot of people are already making fun of him, laughing because it's an all caps crazy tweet. I said I predicted it. Let me tell you, you might laugh at Jenk Uger, 
Don't underestimate him either. Never underestimate your opponent. This guy right here is calling out what he sees coming that no one else is talking. Very few people are, are starting to talk about. Many of these media outlets are just like, I don't know, it's not going to happen. Trump's losing. What a whiny baby. And Jenks, the one who's running forward saying this is bad. Trump could win. I disagree with Jenk, but I respect him for actually having the gall to come out and know this, like to say the probability is here. Trump is doing this. He's making these moves. Why aren't you listening? Never underestimate your opponent. Jenk Uger isn't. Are you underestimating him? I wouldn't. Absolutely not. And, I, and I'll give this, I'll give him the respect on this part too. The dude is extremely successful. Okay. He's built people who are successful at building careers are, uh, and, and businesses do so because they're better at predicting things, at least in some capacities. He's been able to build a massive empire, a media empire, gets a lot of views, tens of millions, 50, 60 million per month. And they're all, and he, he's, he's super wealthy. I'm not going to act like he's a moron. I think he knows what he's doing. And I think he knows better than a lot of the legacy media. Now, I think he needs to tone it down a little bit, to be completely honest. But uh, when he comes out and says this, maybe they'll listen. Maybe they won't. And it'll be unfortunate. But I do think the media and the leftists are going to underestimate Trump until it's too late. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all then. Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp has called for a signature audit of the vote because many people may not realize this, especially if you only watch mainstream news, the recount they did did not audit signatures. The Trump campaign is saying, how does how is that an audit? If you didn't actually look at the signatures, they got a good point. If we're trying to figure out if the votes are legit, then you got to do signature verification. But I also it also kind of feels like they're just dragging things out. But maybe, maybe there's something to this. The bigger issue is, there have been accusations that ballots look like they were machine printed and pristine. If that was not discovered in a recount, then they're not going to find, in my opinion, widespread voter fraud. And if there are signature mismatches, they may be able to disqualify some uh, some of these votes. But I'm not convinced it's going to go there very far. Now, the governor has called for a signature audit. I don't know if we're going to get one. But Georgia is going to do another recount. I mentioned this briefly in my previous segment. The reason why this is important, I'm bringing this up, is because Sidney Powell, Donald Trump's lawyer, has made, she has made accusations to the point of absurdity Then I absolutely am, <laughs> I'll put it this way, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and extraordinarily absurd claims require extraordinary evidence to a, I don't know, several orders of magnitude larger than you'd expect. Check us out. Byron York says, just watched Trump lawyer Sidney Powell's interview with Newsmax last night. She flung accusations and theories right and left, including that the Republican governor of Georgia has accepted money as part of a conspiracy to defeat President Trump. But the governor's calling for a signature audit. They're mad that the governor certified the vote and now will do an audit because now it's too late. You've already you've already certified. Of course, the governor is saying, well, Trump can now pursue other means of a recount and, and, the, and the results can be contested. Byron York says, Powell said Georgia GOP Governor Brian Kemp is, quote, in on the Dominion scam, accused Kemp and GA Secretary of State of accepting financial benefits in conspiracy to defeat Trump. Evidence? I can't give you any more details, she said. This is from Newsmax. Check this out. Powell said, Georgia's probably going to be the first state I'm going to blow up. And Mr. Kemp and the Secretary of State need to go with it because they're in on the Dominion scam with their last minute purchase of uh, or award of contract to Dominion of $100 million. 
the State Bureau of Investigation for Georgia ought to be looking into the financial benefits received by Mr. Kemp and the Secretary of State's family about that time. Newsmax says, just to clarify, you're saying that Governor Kemp, who's been a longtime ally of the president, is directly involved because of financial benefit and a conspiracy to defeat the president in Georgia? Paul responds, we have certainly been told that there is evidence of that and would warrant an investigation if anybody was actually going to do an honest investigation. Newsmax says, what more could you tell us about the alleged conspiracy, the governor's involvement? Powell responded, I can't give you any more details than that now, but it would certainly warrant an investigation. If it had been reported to me as a law enforcement officer, I would be investigating it steadfastly. My friends, I just got to tell you, the more I hear from Sidney Powell, the less I believe there is any evidence. That's just me. To be fair, as I often say, probably too much. I'm willing to wait. I understand the argument. She can't present the evidence in the court of public opinion. She needs it to be pre- uh, presented before the judge once they get to a Supreme Court hearing or something something to that effect. But I got to tell you, I'm just I'm not going to believe that Trump supporting Republicans are all secretly turning on him. I'll, I'll tell you this. There's definitely rhinos, Republicans in name only, and many of them hate Donald Trump. So perhaps Governor Kemp, it's all been a big ploy. He's trying to endear himself among Trump supporters, but has secretly hated Trump the whole time. I just look, if you're going to present me something like that, you're going to have to do more than just go on TV and say it over and over again. So I'll tell you what, I'm getting a little bored, but that's okay. I can be patient. We can wait until the 14th. And I'll tell you what I find really creepy. The Democrats keep saying that Donald Trump is, is a, what he's doing is a threat to national security by not conceding and giving them access, blah, blah, blah. What's with the pressure campaign? Why are you demanding that I submit to you and just accept this? Now nah, I'm chilling. We got time. What time is it? It's only uh, the 22nd. We've got, what, three and a half weeks, three weeks or so before the actual electoral college certification, uh, the actual electoral college vote. So uh, what's the big deal? Why the rush to shut all this down? Look, I'm going to tell you right, right now, if it turns out that Governor Kemp was secretly in on some plot, go buy yourself a lottery ticket. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying those odds are astronomical. But it, it's, it's entirely possible. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I don't know if this audit in Georgia is going to do anything for Trump. I do know they've, done the, they, they've just announced the assignments for the Supreme Court. And a lot of people are saying things look good for Trump. But this could all just be, you know, Trump's last ditch effort. Just because he's throwing the Hail Mary doesn't mean it's going to land. I'll tell you what concerns me about Sidney Powell. What she's saying sounds like internet rumor and conspiracy theory. Maybe somehow, and I mean this literally, she's come across the evidence. She's found the whistleblowers and got the affidavits. And there are things that we have not yet seen publicly. But it really does sound like she's just saying a lot of what we've already heard. So listen, I do not mean to impugn the honor, as I often say, probably too much, of, of Rudy Giuliani or Sidney Powell. But I'm, I'm going to say what I say to everybody else. Wonderful. Uh, uh, good job. Let me know. Once you get the evidence, I'll gladly look through it. And if she's uh, uh, able to, you know, really come out with evidence and the judges agree, well, then like, wow, I really do believe that Trump supporters are not going to walk away from this because the rhetoric I'm seeing is these people saying Trump is our last effort to save the Republican things like that. Really drastic, uh, uh, you know, rhetoric. And I understand where they're coming from. I mean, we've got this weird build back better thing going on. You know, Joe Biden's slogan. The, th- the thing that's weird about it is that it's being used all over Europe too. the same slogan. 
kind of is is this just Joe Biden plagiarizing Europe's the, the European Union's, you know, COVID recovery plan? I mean, maybe that's Joe Biden. He's a plagiarist, right? So he was like, all right, build back better. We'll do that. There you go. But it does seem like this great reset thing is bad for everybody. It does seem like we have more and more studies coming out saying the lockdowns are not the right way to approach this. But for some reason, that's what they keep doing. So when, 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 when Republicans say these people, you know, are threatening the Republicans or something like that, I understand where they're coming from. But I'll tell you, man, I'm not, you're going to have to give me evidence. I'm sorry. You know, just, just having Sidney Powell go on these TV shows and say this all the time. You even have the Newsmax guys, like I, this quote is, is something saying, just to clarify, you're saying that Governor Kemp, who's been a longtime ally of the president, is directly involved because of a financial benefit in a conspiracy to defeat the president in Georgia. Essentially, some people are saying that the Georgia governor cheated to beat Stacey Abrams, and now he's panicking because if they discover that you know the Democrats cheated, then he's going to lose his seat too or be implicated or something like that. You know what? Maybe it's all one big scam. The Uniparty, as it were, right? You see that photo that's going around of Michelle Obama hugging George W. Bush? I love it. Let me tell you how the game is played, because let's do this. Maybe there really is voter fraud. And you know what? I got to be honest. Evidence is on Trump's side. It is. It is. Not this evidence from Sidney Powell. Like, I don't know what she's talking about. But the fact that you have people in Georgia saying there appears to be fraud, no doubt. They've said it. The fact that you've got the voter integrity fund saying we've got widespread irregularities, potential fraud really is. You know, thousands, uh, hundreds of people in small sample sizes, like large percentages of Republicans who mailed in their ballots, the ballots were never received. These things all aid Trump. And do you know why I take them seriously? Because it was the left that brought them up. That, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. It has always been the mainstream media and the left who have brought this up. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you John Oliver, November 3rd, 2019, so, report of the Select Committee on Intelligence, United States Senate, Russian Active Measures, Campaigns and Interference, mentioning vulnerable to exploitation by a committed adversary. That's just one quick screen cap from a 20 minute segment with 5.2 million views from leftist John Oliver, where he said our voting machines are easily hackable. There is no security. Remarkable. I remember uh, hearing him do this this bit. I remember hearing hackers talk about doing. In fact, I've seen some hackers messing with voting machines. I was at an event. Uh, it's called uh, DEFCON. And they had people showing off how they can easily hack voting machines. Like easily, easily. Within minutes, easily. Like in the booth, easily, where no one can see what they're doing. John Oliver brought it up. Guess what he says now? Last week tonight, tweeted this the other day. Hello to all our new viewers who've encountered our 2019 segment on voting machines through conservative media, using it to push Trump's voter fraud claims. First, sorry we swear so much. But second, the way people are using that segment is horse s. No, it isn't. This is creepy. This is like double speak. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. We warned you about voter fraud. Why? Because in the event Trump won, they were going to be like, Trump's cheating and stealing the election. And now that it's projected to be Biden, Trump is the one doing it. So they had to backpedal. Talk about dumb. But let me tell you something. Donald Trump's been consistent. Trump said even though he won, there was voter fraud. Remember that in 2016? He wins and he goes, there was still voter fraud, 3 million votes, you know, non-citizens. And people are like, you, you won, dude. And he was like, no, there's voter fraud. 
Then he loses. There's voter fraud. It's like, okay, was that Trump playing 4D chess? Perhaps if I say it now, people will believe me. Okay, you know what? I'm more inclined to believe the consistent approach that really believes it versus last week tonight's desperate attempt to say, no, no, we didn't really want to imply that. Oh, no. Conservative media. Let me tell you something. Who are they talking to? Hello to all our new viewers who've encountered our segment due to conservative media. Who are you talking to? You're talking to your audience. Think about this. The people who watch last week tonight are liberals and leftists. Why would they need to issue a statement if it's conservative media? Are liberals watching Fox News or other conservative outlets or following conservatives on Twitter? I guess so. Enough to the point where last week tonight was like, we better protect ourselves by lying about what what is really going on. Here's what they say. If you watch our segment through to the end, you'll notice that we say the biggest vulnerability is if a state uses direct recording electronic voting machines or DREs, especially those without a paper trail. Let me stop you right there. You see, I want to make sure you can see through the lies as we move forward. You can see through the lies as I do. Our biggest vulnerability. He says, we say the biggest vulnerability. Great. Now, what about the general vulnerabilities? Plural. Because it's a 20-minute segment that goes through many different vulnerabilities. In fact, in one clip, he shows a woman just popping the machine open with a ballpoint pen and swapping out or like just getting into the system. Is that the biggest vulnerability? Maybe not, but it's a vulnerability, isn't it? Thank you for highlighting it, John Oliver. Very strange using a framing device to make it seem like all of that is irrelevant. Now that you can see through how they tried to avoid taking responsibility for saying there were many different vulnerabilities, let's read on. He says, good news of the states where the Trump campaign is contesting the election results, P-A-G-A-M-I-W-I-A-Z in Nevada, only Nevada still uses DRE machines. And even those produce a paper trail. On top of which, a huge proportion of votes this year came in on absentee ballots, which are, you know, paper ballots. In the story, we also suggest that a good failsafe is to perform a risk-limiting audit after an election is completed. GA is wrapping up its risk-limiting audit. P-A-N-V-N-M-I are piloting risk-limiting audits this year. AZ and Wisconsin are performing more limited audits this year. Would you like Wisconsin and Arizona to perform risk-limiting audits? Maybe the Republican-led state legislatures could get on that. You see how adversarial this is? They're not the conservatives. They're not the Republicans. The media isn't just a news outlet. It's conservative media. They know last week tonight is a leftist or liberal show. Very much so a like active liberal show. I wouldn't call it passive or traditional because I think passive and traditional liberals don't care about this stuff. They're kind of like, whatever. But why are they so desperate to inform their left wing audience of that? The fact that they're saying maybe their Republican led state legislatures could get on that clearly is signaling to their followers. Why did last week tonight need to convince their active liberal followers that this is not true? Maybe it's because the narrative is and they realized we did do a segment. We did talk about this. How creepy. He says, or they say, finally, and most importantly, there is no evidence that any voting machine fraud happened. In fact, some of the experts we consulted for our piece signed a letter regarding the Trump campaign's allegations. Would you like to read it? Here it is. If you didn't click through, here's the important part that says, we are aware of alarming assertions being made that the 2020 election was rigged by exploiting technical vulnerabilities. However, in every case of which we are aware, these claims either have been unsubstantiated or are technically incoherent. To our collective knowledge, no credible evidence has been put forth that supports a conclusion that the 2020 election outcome is in any state 
had been altered through technical compromise. Wait, wait, hold on. No credible evidence. The 6,000 votes in Michigan that got flipped from uh, from Trump to Biden. I know I can already hear the leftists saying, Tim, that's a human error. Says who? Says who? You want me to take your word for it? No, I'm not going to take Trump's word for it either. It was initially reported as a computer glitch. And then they immediately, no, 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 human error. I don't care which one it is. Investigate it. But to say there's no credible evidence, that's a lie. That's a lie. You know, you want to know what's really going on? They did that segment because they were scared they were going to lose. They were angry at Donald Trump for winning and they wanted an excuse to do it. Kyle Kalinske, progressive tweets that the, the voter, the weird voter fraud stuff is, is becoming the right wing Russiagate. It's not wrong. It is, in a sense, very similar. To be fair, however, the Russiagate stuff did not have any legitimate evidence. I get it. We were pretty much lied to a lot about the Russiagate stuff. You had people like Adam Schiff. You had Brennan. You had a bunch of people coming out saying all this stuff that wasn't true. We learned later when they were under oath, they were basically saying, no, we don't don't have any evidence. We're just lying to people. All right. With the Russiagate stuff, we didn't have regular people signing sworn affidavits. And that's the difference. But to be fair, I I agree to a bit. uh, I agree to an extent uh, with uh, Kyle Kalinske. The Sidney Powell stuff about Dominion and Venezuela, like, are we talk? Are we gonna are we gonna do this like Venezuelan interference? Are we gonna talk about Brian Kemp being in on in on the cut? Like, I'm sorry, man, that's just too much for me. I can tell you this: I believe the rig the rigging of the game was mail in voting. It's what I've said the whole time. You see, what they did was they gave themselves an extra month to mass spam voter outreach groups, and that is well within the rules. I mean, it is. I think it's playing dirty. I think they cheated by changing the rules the very last minute, 11th hour rule changes to benefit themselves. And it played out. I had been saying for the entirety of the of the uh, this past year, as much as the left won't admit it, many of these many of these grifters want to ignore the fact that I've said this. I was saying that mail in voting will make it easier for younger voters to turn out, which will give a huge advantage to the Democrats. Sure enough, seems like that's what happened to an extent. You know, not not absolutely, but there was a, a a larger turnout of younger voters for a variety of reasons, one of which was probably parents telling their kids to vote and also kids telling their parents to vote. Some college student coming home and being like, Mom, you got to vote. Your mail-in ballot is here. And then she's like, oh, whatever. No, you got to vote. You got to vote for Biden. Fine. We saw that video where the uh, I don't know if you saw the viral video where the woman is pressuring her dying dad to vote for Biden, even though he's a Trump supporter. And he says, OK, because it means, you know, I'll do it for you. I wonder if he really did, because if he really cared about his daughters, he wouldn't vote against what he thought would, would help them. Right. Just because it would make him feel better. But that was a reality. That was what the Democrats did. Now, we have these sworn statements. We have these widespread irregularities. Sounds sounds to me like at the very least, we have evidence that this election was <laughs> not good, just like busted up in a lot of different ways. Widespread irregularity occurred. We have evidence of this. So last week tonight, all these other outlets, Sidney Powell, I look at this stuff and I'm like, fraud is the wrong direction. I'm sorry, it is. It's the wrong direction. And that's why you're probably, I don't think we're going to find anything with Georgia, but the fraud allegations are Trump's best play to block up certification. Maybe that's why he's doing it. I'm not entirely convinced he's got the evidence. I'm not, not at all. But we will see because it may be lawfare. I have said it 
since the election. You know what lawfare is? It's using the legal system to win. It doesn't mean Trump is right. It doesn't mean Trump is wrong. It means Trump has a law strategy where he's going to freeze certifications due to questions of, uh, of impropriety and irregularity and fraud. And that will get him over the finish line. What it'll essentially do is it'll block certification. Joe Biden doesn't get the votes he needs. And then Trump gets elected by the House delegations, which the Republicans have, the, have more of. Let me just say this. Trump doesn't need fraud. This is what people don't understand. In Wayne County, Michigan, 70, was it, I think 71% of their, their, their ballot count was unbalanced, meaning there are instances where the voter signatures in the books of people coming in to vote didn't match the amount of votes. And it's a problem if it's more or less. Either way, you got, you got a problem with this. 70, 70 to 71% of, of the books. That is widespread. You've got the voter integrity fund saying, you know, in their sample, sample polling, they found 44% in some jurisdictions of Republicans claimed they mailed in their ballots, but the ballots were never recorded as being received. That's a problem. The fraud may be to distract the likes of the left, to throw them off base. So they think Trump is playing a hand. He's not really playing. They say, when you look at Trump's lawsuits, Trump says fraud over and over again. But then when it comes down to his actual legal claims, he doesn't say fraud at all. Maybe that's on purpose. To be fair, Sidney Powell is going on TV and screaming about fraud. But um, I'll tell you what, I'm not entirely convinced they're all playing with a full deck. That's just my opinion. But I'm also not entirely convinced that they're not playing with a full deck. Honestly, I honestly just don't know. Sidney Powell doesn't seem like she's crazy. She seems like she knows what she's doing. And Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani doesn't seem like he's crazy. But listen, we don't know whether or not the Dominion voting thing is meant to be some kind of 4D chess to throw off their our opponents, or they mean it literally. I was reading uh, quotes from Sun Tzu. I posted one. Uh, the most dangerous thing you can do is underestimate your, your opponent. But there are many. Some of them say, appear weak. Things like that. You know, be where your enemy is not. Appear weak. Make your opponent think you are vulnerable when you are when you are strong and make your opponent think you are strong when you are vulnerable. I mean, it's, it makes a lot of sense. If you are weak, you want to scare them so they don't attack, even though you're, cause you're actually a vulnerable, you're, you're vulnerable, right? But if you are strong, you want them to come at you because then you can crush them, surprise them with your might. Some people on the right think that Sidney Powell is playing that game, that Giuliani and them are like, whoa, whoopsie, because they're actually waiting before they reveal their evidence to get to the Supreme Court. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I just don't. You know why? Because they wouldn't be doing press conferences about it saying, here's all the evidence we have. But perhaps that is the ruse. And perhaps the evidence they have is actually something very different. Perhaps accusing, you know, Brian Kemp or whatever is just all part of a distraction because they have some other legal play. Or in the end, it's all part of the play to just jam up the process. Let me show you a couple more things, though. Check this out. Alyssa Milano in 2018. Here's a five minute video called I Hacked an Election. So can the Russians. Oh, okay. So if they say that um, Venezuela was involved, am I supposed to cry about it and be like, no, don't do it? I'm going to be like, okay, well, let's investigate. We investigated that one. We'll investigate this one. Bring on the special prosecutor. I got another three years, although it's going to be nightmarish. We have this Twitter thread from Yossi Gestetner. He's, he shows all of these different tweets going back throughout the past year, two years, three years. Many mainstream news outlets talking about hacking election systems. This is what I've talked about over and over again with Trump. He will see something in the news. He will say it. And then the news will invert their position and claim the opposite is true. Listen, 
So long as the media told me for years that Donald, that, 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 I'm sorry, that our elections could be and probably were hacked, Trump must be right. Now, whether or not they actually have this outlandish and crazy evidence is yet to be seen. But we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on a different YouTube channel. This is, this may be surprising to many people. If you go to YouTube, if you type this in, youtube.com slash Timcast, it'll bring you to a different channel. Don't ask me why YouTube did, did, did it that way. I did not set it up this way. This channel is Timcast News, even though it says Timcast. Again, type in your address bar, youtube.com slash Timcast, and you will go to a different channel where you can subscribe. And my next video will be coming up at 4 p.m. And I will see you all then. Forget the fraud. Forget the widespread irregularity. A group of Republicans are filing a lawsuit on constitutional grounds, which could have the effect of granting some Republican victories and maybe even making Pennsylvania go to Donald Trump. Now, that's a bold claim and a bold leap because it's not there in the argument. It's not about Trump at all. What we're seeing is that Republicans are saying vote by mail is unconstitutional. And in order to implement it, they would need an amendment, a constitutional amendment, because it's an end run around absentee ballot restrictions. In the event they actually win, assuming they they do, it could then be said that the mail-in votes in the presidential election don't count either in Pennsylvania and Donald Trump could win. How dumb is it that we're still at this point where it's like, here's how Donald Trump could still win. Okay, fine. But they're actually suing. So come on, don't get mad at me. Trump could still win. It's true. I know a lot of people get mad when I say I don't think it's likely, but even some of Trump's staunchest supporters, which I am not, I voted for the guy. I want him to win. I'm not going to go wear a MAGA hat and march around or anything like that. But uh, there's a lot of people who are, and they're even saying it seems slim, but I mean, they're, and they're tweeting about it. They want Trump to fight tooth and nail to the bitter end, even if it is unlikely. And I can respect that, but this might be his path to Pennsylvania. Check this out. Matt Mazel. He is a dad and husband, Fox 43 mornings. I had to put the dad and husband thing. Well, he said it. He says a group of eight Republicans, including Congressman Mike Kelly and PA 17 candidate Sean Parnell, are suing the GOP majority PA General Assembly. Governor Tom Wolf and Secretary of State Kathy Bookfar claiming Act 77, which allowed for mail-in voting, is unconstitutional. Whoa, wait a minute. Isn't there something I was reading about something called latches, which says that you have to present your arguments in a timely manner. You can't wait until after you've already lost the election and be like, but wait, those votes aren't allowed. They're under the Constitution. Shouldn't they have sued before all of this went down? Because Sean Parnell did lose in his district to Connor Lamb. If these ballots get kicked out, Sean Parnell wins. I'm not going to pretend to be a legal scholar. So maybe there's something I don't know. And maybe they had to wait until after for some reason, whatever. Let's read Matt Mazel says, Act 77 passed with majority Republican support in a GOP-controlled legislature in 2019. It allowed for mail-in voting and eliminated straight party ticket ballots. It passed the House 138 to 61 with only one GOP no vote. It passed the Senate 30 to 20 with all GOP voting yes. Conspiracy theory time. You ready for this? The Republicans passed the mail-in voting knowing they were creating a trap. You see, many Democrats would feel scared to vote in person, but they would vote in person if they had to. By creating mail-in voting, all the Democrats walked over to the mail-in voting line and then boom, just when it, when the race seems to be done, Donald Trump loses and the Republicans lose, they say, hey, wait a minute, this is not constitutional. Sorry, all those mail-in votes have to go. And then what? 
new election, no election. I don't know. I'm not actually alleging they did it on purpose. I actually think there's a lot of rhinos that don't like Donald Trump. So they probably were just like, whatever, we'll get rid of the guy, right? I don't know. There's no evidence of a conspiracy, but it is, if it plays out well, would actually be a eh, crazy scenario. In the lawsuit filed this morning in Commonwealth Court, plaintiffs say Act 77 is unconstitutional and implemented illegally. They argue it's an illegal attempt to override limitations on absentee voting and needed to go through a constitutional amendment first. Plaintiffs in lawsuit say the certification of the election, which Joe Biden is currently leading by 80,000 uh, 80, in a race for president, and which Rep. Kelly won and Mr. Parnell lost, should be prohibited. Interestingly, Mike Kelly won. So why would he negate this race or prohibit these ballots? Maybe they're hoping that mail-in ballots are just kicked out and then Parnell wins and then Trump wins. But it's possible they just void the race and say, OK, we'll have a special election. And that could put Mike Kelly at risk, I guess. So here is the complaint introduction from the Commonwealth Court. It says last night in CNN, former PA rep Charlie Dent said sources told him incoming PA Senate pro temp Jake Corman and Pennsylvania House Speaker Rep Brian Cutler were going to meet with Donald Trump. Both Corman and Cutler Spocks tell me they are not going to the White House and haven't been invited. Update. The petitioners in this lawsuit, Kelly, Parnell, et al., apparently have not properly filed the lawsuit and have until Monday at 10 a.m. to properly file with PA Attorney General Josh Shapiro. So that is the latest update. But we do have a statement from Sean Parnell himself. Now, you may know I had him on my IRL podcast. I think he's a good dude. I've donated to him. So we'll see how things play out. But play out. But take that into consideration. Just full disclosure. Parnell says, Constitutional elections are the core of our democratic republic, which is why it's so important that our elections follow the letter of Pennsylvania's constitution. I am asking the court to ensure that happens in 2020 and beyond. Listen, I donated to Sean Parnell. I like the guy. I think he's a good dude. and I think he's the right choice. And I will be self-critical of donating to congressional districts that I don't live in. I don't live there. I don't live in Pittsburgh. So I'm not a fan of that. I've criticized it before, so I deserve some criticism for then donating to, to, you know, to individuals in places in which I don't live. But I saw his, his viral video talking about what he cared about. I saw Sean Parnell's video talking about Antifa and the mobs and the violence and stuff, and stuff like that. And I said, this guy needs support. It's a challenge in that I don't like people doing things like this. But if I sit back and do nothing while the likes of AOC or others get massive donations, well, then we know how things are going to play out. So it's a double-edged sword, I suppose. That being said, I'm going to say it again. Okay, as much as I like the guy, there's some criticism to go around for waiting until after the election, because if he won, would he be suing? Maybe not. But to be fair, as I often say, and maybe too much, Mike Kelly is. So maybe they would have still uh, filed the lawsuit anyway. Doesn't it make more sense to file the suit before and say you can't do this? Either way, here's the statement. Sean Parnell has filed this lawsuit to demand that our future elections in the 2020 election are conducted in a manner prescribed by the Constitution and of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That did not happen in 2020, and it is imperative for the court to intervene and prescribe a remedy that will cure the unconstitutional nature of the 2020 election without disenfranchising those that mailed in their votes based on the unconstitutional law. Okay, so maybe I was totally wrong. Maybe I was totally wrong. Maybe this won't change the outcome of the election at all. They say specifically Article 7 of that Constitution sets sets out how elections are to be conducted in our state, and it details the time, place and manner for how votes are to be cast. Included in Article 7, Section 14 are the requirements for what constitutes a legal absentee vote. 
Unfortunately, the Pennsylvania legislature disregarded Article 7, Section 14, when it created universal mail-in voting by uh, Bypassing Act, uh, Bypassing Act 77, which was then signed by Governor Wolf. This was not only an unconstitutional act by the legislature and the governor in creating a whole new time, place, and manner for voting, but it also created an unfair expectation among those casting votes pursuant to the new universal mail-in ballot law that they would be exercising their right to vote in a constitutional manner. Quote, Sean Parnell has spent his life serving this great country and protecting its institutions and values, which include the fundamental right to constitutionally to constitutionally authorized elections, to choose our federal and state representatives and officers. Changing the results of the election is not the goal of this lawsuit. Rather, it is to ensure that this election and any future election be conducted in accordance with the Pennsylvania Constitution and is not subject to the whims of political operators in Harrisburg, more concerned with power of politicians than the power of the people. Okay, well, they've said twice they don't want to disenfranchise voters. And I can respect that. But I have to ask, what's the legal remedy in this case? I don't know, uh, don't yet know what they're asking for, but perhaps it is in their complaint, though I don't have it pulled up. I don't know what the remedy or injunctive relief would be. They say plaintiffs, the Honorable Mike Kelly, Sean Pernell, Thomas A. Frank, Nancy Kierzik, Derek McGee, Robin Sauter, and Wanda Logan hereby files the following complaint against defendants, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, in, su- uh, in support thereof as follows. And they basically go on to give the gist of what we already said. Uh, so so you, you, you have the general idea of what they're suing. They say uh, they're going to have to refile. So that I, I don't have the full suit pulled up for that particular reason, but it seems like they're going to be moving forward with that. Uh, and that's the case. They, they improperly filed. So we'll see how that plays out. But here's the big the, the big picture. Donald Trump needs a path to victory in Pennsylvania. If they rule that these, these mail-in votes were unconstitutional, Donald Trump could actually win. Maybe not win. Maybe they won't disenfranchise those voters who voted by mail. Maybe they'll have to do a curing process, but maybe it will delay certification. And that's all that matters. If this is ruled unconstitutional, Joe Biden won't get those electoral college votes. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. It's I'm sorry. I just got to say it. it seems absolutely nuts to think this could actually happen. Wisconsin's already calling for an audit and challenging. We've got the Arizona governor saying he won't accept the results of his pending lawsuit. And now we've got Pennsylvania with this lawsuit that could theor- that seems like it could jam up certification. Contingent election, anyone? This is probably the best argument I've seen that could help Trump. Why? Well, it seems likely. If you violated the Constitution, this is not, this is not a fraud claim. It's not irregularity. It's literally, you violated the Constitution. Sorry, can't have it. And then Donald Trump wins. I don't know, man. I know the left is going to be like, Tim's crazy. He thinks all these crazy things. But I will tell you this, lefties. All right. You put those clips up of me saying that Donald Trump would win in a landslide from like earlier in the year. Uh Uh-huh. What? Oh, you just wait. (laughs) Because in the astronomical event that Donald Trump somehow pulls off a triple hat trick in these states, I'm going to play that crab dancing song back at you. Uh Uh-huh. Although it's not really what I meant back in the day, but, you know, several months ago when I was like, I think this will lend itself to a Donald Trump landslide victory. We'll see how things play out. I don't think Trump's going to win. I I don't. I don't. I don't. But uh, I mean, he's inching forward, huh? This is not Trump. Trump is not doing this, but it might help him. I'll leave it there. Got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. 
Well, the mainstream media is content to declare Joe Biden the winner and president-elect, even though he's not. They're absolutely content to also say that it is a huge catastrophe as Democrats grapple with congressional and state election losses. Biden's win obscures deeper problem in the party that have left it with an uncertain future. That's the mainstream media's narrative. That's what they're saying. Joe Biden won. We all know it. But uh, Democrats lost everywhere else. It is that narrative that has many Trump supporters saying, I don't know if I believe you, because why is it that Joe Biden would win, but then Democrats would lose across the board? That doesn't make sense, does it? Well, in some states, the Democrats flipped it. And so there's a battle over control of the Senate, which is going to the Georgia special election. So it's not that far fetched, man. They may have lost some congressional districts, but they may have seen massive turnout in urban centers, which resulted in states flipping to Joe Biden. There you go. He wins. But there were a lot of uh, anomalies and abnormalities. But this segment isn't going to be about voter fraud again. This is about regardless of what happens with Joe Biden, the Democrats, they get obliterated. Could you imagine if somehow Trump flips this and not only did they lose the presidency, but they lost everywhere else, too? That would be amazing. But there's a funny opening paragraph. That's really why it's it's really why I wanted to read this segment just just for its opening paragraph. NBC News says heading into the election. Democrats dreamed it would go something like Star Wars with rebel forces blowing up the Death Star and celebrating in the streets as a blue wave swept into power in Washington and state capitals across the country. But President-elect Joe Biden's victory ended up looking more like the horror movie Alien with the last bedraggled survivor kicking the monster out of the airlock and then drifting off into an uncertain fate in deep, dark space. And wherever they ended up, there would probably be another alien. (laughs) That is good. NBC, uh, that was really, really good. Now, I'm not a fan of them saying President Joe, uh, President-elect Biden's victory. And then they link to like what them calling it for Joe Biden. I don't care what you think about. There's been no certification, but I love the idea that that's what they think happened. Like the best they could muster up is Joe Biden drop kicking Trump out of the airlock and then they drift off into certain death. (laughs) All right. There you go. Pyrrhic victory, huh? Yes, Biden soundly defeated President Donald Trump. And there was even some partying in the streets. But the results were brutal down the ballot for Democrats in ways that could haunt them for years. The party fumbled Senate races, lost ground in the House and failed to capture state legislatures in a redistricting year, despite having the political winds at their backs. No, they didn't. Oh, I guess so. More money in their bank accounts and a hyper activated grassroots that had spent four years preparing for this moment and they couldn't do it. That's brutal, huh? That's why I say just imagine what it's going to be like when after all they're dancing in the streets, Donald Trump somehow figures out a way to win. I'm not saying you will. Everybody calm down. I got the left screaming at me. Donald Trump can't win. It's over. I got the right screaming at me. It was fraud. He's going to win. I'm like, OK, chill. We'll see what happens. All right. And I'll tell you this. And this is a, a the left better pay attention because I don't know if you guys saw my early morning segment, but Jenk Uger is already starting that process of uh, uh, melting down. And I'm not trying to be mean, but he is, okay? And he's the guy, okay? The video from 2016 that encapsulates the, the, the leftist furor is their, their confidence and arrogance. Donald Trump's going to lose. Hillary Clinton's going to win. Yeah, and then all through the night going, no, no, no. Now it's being drawn out over a month. But maybe not. But there's more and more stuff popping up where I'm like, what? That might help Donald Trump win. At any rate, could you imagine... The level of like 
like the, the amount of brains that will explode if not only did they lose down ballot horribly, but then somehow Donald Trump figures out how to win. They're, they can't handle it. Their brains would like fracture in two and then just like turn to mush. I love that analogy, though. If this wasn't the year for Democrats to win big, then when can they? They can't. It's really hard for our party psychology to learn any lessons when we keep winning, said Democratic strategist Danny Barefoot, referring to the presidential race. But someone needs to have the hard conversation of saying it's not enough. In interviews with more than two dozen operatives and elected officials, Democrats said they are worried the 2020 results will will hamstring the party and the progressive agenda setting up a bleak next decade of uphill fights in which winning work, uh, workable legislative majorities will be difficult at both the state and federal level. Oh, please. Can, can you just figure out how to like, like pass bills, work together? I guess the answer is no. And I've said exactly why before. I'd like to see bipartisan compromise. But what happens when the Democrats are, are being pulled, uh, you know, far left by the far left? Then I don't expect I don't expect Republicans to compromise. And then what are we supposed to do? They say of special concern was the party's lackluster showing in state legislative races, not only because the GOP will once again have the upper hand in drawing districts, but because it revealed a fundamental problem communicating the Democratic Party's brand. Quote, we have to demonstrate that we are the party that's on the side of working families. You, what, you, you do? Maybe it's because you're not. How about that? In Washington, the plan for many Democrat, Democrats was to capture the Senate and pass a lightning round of reforms from voting rights to admitting new states to the union. Jeez, that would help the party overcome structural limitations and set them up for not only sweeping policy, sleeping policy wins, but further electoral gains down the line. In other words, they were hoping to stack the deck so that Republicans never win again. 2020 was the last best chance we had to have a real workable Senate majority that's gone, said Sean McElwee the founder of the left-wing think tank Data for Progress. We have two more years where we can try to work within the structure and win these elections, and then I'm kind of at a loss. Y'all are not going to win the House back. That's a fact. Losing at the state level means Republicans are going to redistrict, and they are going to gerrymander Republicans into power. It's the way it works. Demographics is not destiny, they say. For a long time, Democrats took at, as gospel that their future was secure as the country grew younger and more diverse, so long as they turned out those voters. But turnout broke records this year. Not only did Democrats fall short of their hopes, but Republicans ate into Democratic advantages with non-white voters they had considered part of their base. You see, when you have an entire election strategy based around being woke, and the only people that care about wing, being woke for the most part are like white suburban progressives, well... It's true. Democrats did better among white voters and the managerial elites and the ultra wealthy. And Donald Trump did better among minority voters. Now, to be fair, Democrats still had the majority of minority voters, but Trump did really, really well. Surprisingly, among uh, Latinos and Asians, Trump didn't do nearly as good as George W. Bush did. That's that's I find that interesting. Some worried the party, once rooted in the working class, but now run and fuel funded largely by college educated liberals, may be losing its touch with blue collar voters of all races outside major metro areas. Quote, we're such a beltway party that we can't even fathom that there are a lot of Mexicans in the Rio Grande, uh, Rio Grande Valley who love Donald Trump, said Chuck uh, Rocha, a Texas raised Democrat strategist who runs a super PAC focused on Latino outreach. Biden won, and that's great. But everything underneath Biden was a huge catastrophe. I'm going to give you the conspiracy theory now. 
What's the point of this article? Why are they claiming that Democrats are failing and losing and freaking out? See, that's the real conspiracy. Nobody would buy it if Democrats swept across the board. It would be chaos. Trump supporters would be running through the streets. They'd be rioting like Antifa. Nah, not really. But uh, anyway, to entertain the fun idea, the conspiracy is that these articles are meant to drill in your mind Joe Biden won, but it's so bad we lost to make it seem more reasonable. It reminds me of The Matrix. Remember the movie where he says, you know, Agent Smith is talking about how they gave humans paradise, but humans rejected it because at some level they need the conflict. If it was all perfect, would people really believe it? Would even the left believe it? So they keep saying, and I hear this all the time, if there was fraud, Democrats would have taken everything or they knew nobody would buy it. So they purposefully only took the presidency by a little bit so they can gain more power and then slowly work their way into stealing more of the election. I'm kidding, by the way. I'm not saying that's true. That, that is the conspiracy that people are bringing up. Because you'll notice in this article, they say over and over again, I know Biden won, Biden won, Biden won, Biden won. They say it 50 billion times. Biden did not win anything yet. Say, scream it all you want out the window. Open your window and scream it. Doesn't matter. It's not going to make it true. The Electoral College is not certified anything. I can say it 50 billion times every single day. And I do. But the news outlets keep saying President-elect Joe Biden. This is where we're at so far. Democrats are projected to have been absolutely crushed at the state level for the most part. I think they'll certify already. They'll certify early. That's it. Redistricting is coming. The bigger issue is that in many of these races, you want to know why I can say Democrats got crushed? Because the Democrats lost and conceded for the most part already. You want to know why I can say that Joe Biden is not president-elect? Because Donald Trump has not conceded and the certification process has not completed. In which case, I got no problem. On December 14th, being like, there it is, president-elect Joe Biden. When it happens, but until Donald Trump stops fighting, for, for the time being, it's just not true. They can say it over and over again. It will not make it true. But one thing is true. The Democrats as a brand, as a party, are crumbling. We're, we're hearing Minnesota. I don't know if you guys saw my segment the other day in Minnesota. We had these key party leaders quit the party and go independent. Because they were like, we, we need to work with the Republicans, man. We need a bipartisan effort. Well, there you go. Maybe those independents can help bridge the Democrat and the Republican Party and they can negotiate as intermediaries. Maybe that's the path forward. Now they're not beholden to the party. I just think the Democratic Party is going to marginalize itself, whittle itself down into a tiny faction of far leftists that nobody, you know, nobody agrees with. And then Republicans just keep winning over and over and over again. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's not like I'm predicting lottery numbers here. I'm just giving my thoughts based on what I'm reading now. So I'll leave it there. I got one more segment coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. We all remember those glory days in 2015 and 16 when Donald Trump would be at the podium and the people in the stands would be chanting, lock her up, lock her up. And everyone cheered. Of course, Donald Trump never locked her up. He never went after Hillary Clinton, even though she destroyed public records. Long story short. Her email servers got wiped. They smashed phones with hammers. Yeah, not a good look. But Donald Trump is now facing the threat of going to prison. So saith the left. In my personal opinion, Donald Trump will not be going to prison. But you know what? I think it's fair to point out Donald Trump ain't in that club. Okay. The Democrats seem to get away with a lot of stuff. Roger Stone, for instance, has a bunch of federal agents storm his house in the wee hours of the morning with CNN waiting to film it all. Donald Trump's not in the club. And as much as I want to say Trump probably will not go to prison, 
Joe Biden has even and Joe Biden has even said he's not he's not going to go after Trump. He's going to seek unity. Leftists are fervent and zealous and they live by double standards. These people do not operate in good faith. They claim Trump supporters don't. But the reality is too often Trump supporters try to play fair and the Democrats on the left do not. And then what ends up happening is, well, the Republicans end up losing out. The other thing, too, is Republicans are often so desperate to, like, beg the media for forgiveness or to look cool. It's like, dude, grow up. Who cares if they don't like you? I don't care if they don't like me. I talk about what I want to talk about. They love putting out clips of me out of context and acting like I'm some, like, far right dude. When most of the time I talk about policy, it's like leftist stuff. I'm like, aside from guns. But that's still kind of leftist because leftists are pro 2A now, too. It's the liberal resistance types that aren't. But like, I'll talk about, I'll, I'll talk about, I had someone tweet at me that I think social Democrats are bad. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, when have I said that? I was like, I'm all, I'm all about that mixed economy. I say it all the time, but they love accusing me of being right wing because I point out they's nuts. Here's the point. While I don't think Donald Trump will go to prison and it's wishful thinking on these leftists, like we're going to lock him up, lock up Trump. The political world doesn't really function that way. I'm sorry. It's just, it's way more boring, you know? But considering how zealous and fervent they are, it might not be Joe Biden that does it. Sure, Joe Biden might be like, we're not going to go after him because, you know, look, that's the name of the game. But in New York, they might. They might try and just get retribution against Trump because he ain't in the club and he stepped on their toes. So some Trump supporters are now saying Donald Trump will not give up. He will fight and try and win by any means necessary because he knows that the lunatic leftist zealous dogma crazies, they will destroy him. They'll try to destroy his businesses. They will jam him up with lawsuits. And, and, and you know, the IRS is going to come after him. And you've got federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York coming after him. So he's thinking, you know what? I better win. And I better win uh, uh, hard. Like, you better do everything in my power to win. Here's what they say to NBC. What Trump faces on January 20th, 2021. As soon as he becomes a private citizen, Trump will be stripped of the legal armor that has protected him from pending cases, both civil and criminal. They say it looks increasingly certain that on January 20th, around noon, Joe Biden will take the oath of office. It looks increasingly certain. Wait, 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 wait. NBC News. Wasn't it y'all who said that Joe Biden's already won? He's been declared the winner and he's president elect. Uh huh. (laughs) What's this all about? Anyway. Trump has faced investigations involving his campaign, his business, and his personal behavior since he took the oath of office himself four years ago. As soon as he becomes a private citizen, however, he'll be stripped of the legal armor that has protected him from a host of pending court cases. He will no longer be able to argue in court that his position as the nation's chief executive makes him immune to prosecution or protects him from turning over documents and other evidence. He will also lose the help of the Department of Justice in making those arguments. Well, What the left has said is that he'll issue himself an unconditional pardon across the board. But that's only for federal crimes. At the state level, New York seems to be like desperate to go after him. They say, while it's possible he could go to jail as a result of some of the probes of his business affairs, the soon-to-be former president is more likely to face financial punishment in the form of civil fines, law enforcement observers believe. He may also be embarrassed by financial and other secrets that will be exposed in court. Nearly all his legal troubles are in his hometown of New York where he once basked in the tabloid limelight as a young mogul and where he rode a golden escalator into an unlikely political career. Here are some of the most perilous cases. They say the Manhattan District Attorney's case. Former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen pleaded guilty in 2018 to campaign finance violations for paying Stormy Daniels to keep silent about her affair with Trump, alleged affair. 
The indictment alleged Cohen paid Daniels 130000 prior to the 2016 election for the benefit of individual one, an unindicted co-conspirator described as an ultimately successful candidate for president. But federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York didn't seek charges against Trump, who would have been immune from prosecution regardless while president. They say two prosecutors in New York seem to have picked up where federal prosecutors left off in examining Trump finances. And that's one of the important points. While it may be that at the federal level, they back away and they don't want to go after Trump because tit for tat, they don't want someone coming in going after them. New York doesn't care. They're going to go nuts. These people got Trump derangement syndrome. Not only do they hate Trump, but they're going to want retribution. How dare you enter our club? We own this country. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't really think that's what they're saying, but they're saying something like that. Donald Trump, you weren't supposed to win. And when you did, you didn't play ball. So he's coming for you. They say, while the campaign finance violation of individual one is not a federal case, New York state laws say that falsifying business records and furtherance of an illegal act is a felony. Cohen has also alleged that Trump effectively used two sets of numbers in his business, one with higher values to secure loans and a second with lower values to minimize taxes, according to his congressional testimony and published interviews. Now, this is talking about um, there was this big story where they were like Trump claimed there was a certain amount of available space in one filing and then not another filing. And that was actually explained by not even Trump supporting accountants where they were like, if Trump is issuing a tax filing on available space for his business, he doesn't include like utility rooms. And if he's including space when it comes to the actual property and what can be used, he uses the full space. So the numbers were different. They are really going after the guy. I got to tell you, man, Trump probably just has his accountant sign off on it. He's going to be like, ask the accountant. I don't know. And then pay the fine. That's really what's going to happen. Unless there's something with the Stormy Daniel thing. The New York AG's case, they say the office of the New York attorney general, Letitia James, meanwhile, is investigating four different Trump organization real estate projects and the failed attempt to purchase the NFL's Buffalo Bills. In March 2019, the office subpoenaed records from Deutsche Bank and Investors Bank. The fraud probe was reportedly prompted by Cohen's testimony. The attorney general's investigation is civil, not criminal, but the office would be allowed to refer any allegedly criminal elements to the local prosecutor like Vance. I tell you what, I think Cohen's dirty and I think Trump played fast and loose. He's a rich guy. He had Cohen. Cohen was uh, was was his guy. You know, he's like, I got a problem. Take care of it. They're going to come after Trump, not because of what Trump did. They're going to go after him, in my opinion, because the political establishment is a crony corporate club. Donald Trump kicked the door into their club like a bull in a china shop and he stomped around and the people outside were laughing at the elites who were getting who were embarrassed by all of this and they're going to want revenge, retribution against Trump. Well, I normally would say and I'll say it now, like I really do think uh, actually, let me stop. Let me put it this way. The likelihood that Hillary Clinton was going to get locked up was zero the entire time and everybody knew it. Trump's not going to put Hillary Clinton in jail. Calm down. And they were screaming, he's going to put him in jail. But the percentage that Donald Trump uh, gets charged or indicted after he leaves office is actually well above zero, well above one. So I, I mean, probably like percentage wise, I'm not saying it's 50 percent or 70. It might be two. But there is a real probability these people are nuts and they go after him. They go on to say that there's a bunch of women who have accused Trump of inappropriate behavior and alleged incidents that date back to the 70s. I really don't believe this. I love this one. Advice columnist E.G. Carroll alleged in a 2019 book that more than 20 years earlier, Trump raped her in a department store dressing room. Trump denied the allegation, saying she was not his type and that the claim was meant to spur publicity for her book. 
That's probably true because Trump is going after all these young models. He's a billionaire. He's not going after 50-year-old advice columnists. or how, I think she was 50. She's very old now. I'm not interested in the women claims against Trump. And if, if that's the last thing they got, they say this. Could Trump pardon himself? Legal experts said the president could pardon himself before leaving office, but it's unlikely such an action would survive a challenge in court. More importantly, it only works the federal level. Even if he did issue a pardon for himself for any future crimes or, you know, whatever, it's only at the federal level and it wouldn't make sense. Maybe active investigations he could commute or something like that, or he would have to pardon, I guess. I don't know. People don't understand how pardons work. They're saying Trump should pardon Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, dude, he was charged at the state level, not by the feds. Trump can't pardon at the state level. These people really don't understand how this country works. That's why they want to get rid of the Electoral College. They have no idea. If they actually knew and took a civics class, maybe they'd be like, wow, this actually is a really good system. Many people have pointed out that the Electoral College strengthens your individual vote. You should like it. The problem is that many people just want to cram into tiny concrete boxes stacked on top of each other in big urban districts that smell like sour milk. If you actually wanted to move out and, and build something and make the country better, you would be empowered to do so. There is so much incentive for people to get out there into the world. And they don't take it. Property is cheap in the middle of nowhere. It is. So go build. And then guess what? Move to Wyoming. I guess your, your vote's going to be worth more to a certain degree, I suppose. I guess the liberals don't want to go live in Wyoming because Wyoming's like the most Republican place in the country. And so is West Virginia. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's because the people who live out there know what it means to do hard work and know the advantages they get by actually helping build and develop more land in this nation. At the very least, maybe they're just surrounded by a big echo chamber of liberals and they don't really know what they're talking about because they're low information voters. Anyway, long story short, look, I think the leftists are nuts. I don't think Trump's going to go to jail. I really don't. This is just red meat, but it's way more likely than Hillary, than it was Hillary, everyone, Hillary would ever have gone to jail. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all next time.